and I believe it. I, I truly believe it. We should get rid of dance on the score sheet. We really should. And we're on. This is the Let's Talk Cheer podcast, and I'm your host, Jason Larkin. Where we talk cheer, we talk life, and we talk whatever comes to mind. Five, six, seven, eight. Let's get started. Turn it up and tune in into Let's Talk Cheer with Jason Larkin. We're talking cheer, we're talking like you know we're always talking. So listen up, you boy, about to go all in. Five, six, seven, eight, we're on. Let's begin. This is episode number 130. Not sure if there's going to be a 131, but thank you for joining. We have a great episode for you guys today. Today, I have a hot take that I'm sure you're going to disagree with me on about dance scores, but Brittany and I take a deep dive into that. We also highlight the importance of leadership in a quick, simple way on how you can become a better leader. Then we attack the question of the week on extra practices and If they are essential to your team's success, we talk about their significance, if any, to your program, their impact on your team's performance, burnout, gym reputation, and financial implications. Lastly, we leave you with our quote of the week, a reminder of the power of embracing your unique talents. But before we get into that, if you are new, welcome to the show where we are bringing cheer, education, and entertainment to both coaches and parents alike. And when we can, bridging the gap between the parents and the coaches. New episodes every Tuesday on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and on Google Podcast. Quick shout out to Claire who helps us stay on top of things on IG. Shout out to Jenny who edits the pod. Shout out to my mother. Love you, mom. Shout out to Sheila, Robin, Chanel, Tamara, Pablo, representing for all the cheer dads out there. Our mate, Michelle, Mike, the lean, mean coaching machine. Shout out to Adam and Casey. Shout out to Melissa from the Sweet Miss Bake Shop. Check her out on IG. Lauren Clark. Shout out to Bode. Say hi to me. It's my birthday, Beal. And our two newest supporters, Erica and Austin. Erica, Austin, truly means a lot to me that you would donate financially to the show. Again, everything donated goes towards making this a better show for your listening pleasure. And if you want to help support the show financially, there is a link in the show notes to do so. But if you're looking for the best free way to support the show, the best free way is to share this podcast. Simply share it with another person who loves cheer just as much as you do. I'm the cheer director at American Cheer, AKSC.com, sharing with you my life, running a program, managing a staff, coaching the athletes, and working with the parents. And on the other side of the microphone is a cheer mom who represents all of you parent listeners out there and asks the questions that you guys have at home. Don't be less when you can be more. Be more. What's good? Nothing really. Honestly, I have nothing to say this time. Just the regular work and cheer and home and work and cheer. That's it. There you go. Home, work, cheer, homework, cheer. We need a um a slogan. Not a slogan, just something that we can turn into okay. like a t-shirt. Like a saying. Like I kind of like, <laughs> don't be less and you can be more. But I'm not sure if there's anything else we've said that should be a good t-shirt. But if anyone else thinks of anything, feel free. Let us know. You know, I don't know. But don't be less and you can be more. Yeah, work, sleep, yeah, cheer, right? eat, sleep, repeat. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that, I can't remember what shampoo it was, mm-hmm. but I heard like one shampoo that like 
were able to like double their sales by putting like shampoo, rinse, repeat. And they didn't mean to do it, but I guess everyone thought you're supposed to like wash your hair twice when they saw the repeat. And so they started like shampooing their hair twice. And so like up sales of their shampoo. I will say though. It's good marketing. I do wash my hair twice. That's, you got a lot of hair. I, I got, you know, this hair right here. I don't need. <laughs> I do a half, half a wash. Let's I let go. mine go a little bit longer than I should. You know, sometimes I'm like, grease ball. Mm, I feel you. I feel you. There you go. Anyway, dude, here we are. We are in October now. It is showcase mm-hmm. month. So we're ready to make it happen. What do I want to talk about? Let's, let's start here because I've wanted to share this, but I haven't shared it yet. But now is a good time to share it, I guess. Well, now is better than, you know, now is good as time of any. We had Jeff Benson on a while ago, and he was talking about leadership. And like, there's all episodes about leadership. And I was like, man, these are some really good like points he's making. And so we've gone forward and like started doing that with the teams, like giving them like more opportunities to lead and lead practice. And that's actually been really cool. So, you know, we usually start practice off with our coach wooden word of the day. And so I've been assigning that to different athletes and being like, Hey, you know, today's word, you have this, you know, you five athletes, mm-hmm. you know, next practice, you're going to have this word practice after that. You are going to have this word. The next practice after that, you are going to have this word and come in, do your little presentation and talk to us. The thing about it is, you know, the kids are typically pretty quiet up there and I know the kids in the back can't hear a word they're saying. So it's not really even about that they get that the other kids get the edification from the word, but it's about the other, the kid who selected that day, you know, going up in front of their teammates and like taking ownership of that part of practice. And then, you know, we've let the kids just start practice and go like, hey, you're going to start and run this part of practice. Like with senior red, they've had to come up with the conditioning for the beginning of part of practice and just come up with like the first 30 minutes of practice or so. So that that's actually been really cool. So for anyone who's listened to that episode, or if you haven't, go back, listen to that leadership, that episode on leadership, because it's been really good. And we've been trying to apply those things to practice. But speaking of leadership, this story happened the other day. Okay. And I want to share it on the pod as well. And just about the different types of leaders that we need. I was I was at CrossFit working out, and this is typical. We'll have a workout, right? The workout of the day, and it has a time cap on it, right? You have to finish this workout in 12 minutes, right? So you're trying to bust your butt, trying to finish it under 12 minutes. And, you know, if you don't make it under 12 minutes, you know, people usually just go, well, I didn't make it under 12 minutes. I hit cap. And, you know, now I'm going to move on my, you know, I'm going to go on about my day. I didn't make, I didn't make the time limit today. Right. And that happens every day. And so we're doing this workout. This is a couple of weeks ago now. So I'm trying to remember everything, but the workout <laughs> we were doing, I know it's been a while since you and I have been on the, you know, it's funny off topic. You came back to the show. Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, Brittany's back. We're going to get back into the groove of things. And then after you came back, we had all these guests that happened like all of a sudden. And I was just like, well, we introduced B, she's back, and now she's not back. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> a month later, now she's back for real people. But it was, we had to row, then we had mm-hmm. to do deadlifts. Or no, we had to row, then we had to do push-ups, and we had to do deadlifts. And so this guy in my class, we've become, I want to say friends, but you know, he's my gym friend. When we're there, we talk and chat or whatever. And so we were working out next to each other and we were in the lead the whole time, right? And it's awesome. Mm-hmm. 
right? We're going, we're working out. Me and him are, are the leaders in the class, right? We're the fastest ones so far. And we're going and we're like, literally like neck and neck the whole time. And it was an 18 minute time cap. So we had to finish in 18 minutes. As we get down to like one of the last, we had like two or three more rounds to go. And I look up and we have 50, we're at 15 minutes. And given how long it's taking us to do all these exercises, when I look up at 15 minutes and we have like two or three rounds to go, I go, oh, we're not going to make cap. Like it, you know, it is what it is. We're not going to make it these, you know, we're just not going to make it. Okay, whatever. So we go, I finish that round, get to the next round. We're definitely not going to make it. We have like 15 seconds left in the workout. As we get on the rower, we both get on the rower together and start rowing. Oh, well, I might as well finish my 15 seconds. So I start rowing and then, you know, three, two, one, done. And as soon as I said done, I let go of the rower, right? I just let go of the handle. And I'm like, all right, I guess we're done. And then he looked over at me. His name's Dwayne. Looks over at me. He's like, we've we already come this far. Might as well finish. Okay, right. And we're right next to each other. A whole class full of people right next to each other. He says that. So, okay. So I pick up the bar and start rowing again. And so we mm-hmm. finish our rows. And we were on the last round at that point. Finish our rows, finish our push-ups finish our deadlifts, and we're done. Then everyone else in the class decided to finish as well. And they were like several like rounds behind us, right? Because we had to do like 10 rounds. And there's several rounds behind us. And all of them started to finish their workout as well. And they went through, you know, however many rounds they had left, two, three, whatever it was. And they went and finished their their workout. And I remember our coach was like, guys, I don't say this often, but I'm so proud of you guys, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. I bring all that up to say is that just a reminder of that we need leadership in our gyms, right? We need leadership in our gyms. We need leadership at at our practices. And when this first happened, I told this to the athletes, right? Like Dwayne was a leader in one respect that he goes, hey, Jason, like we're not stopping. We're going to keep going. And we all need that verbal leadership in our life, like someone who's going to encourage you and inspire you and say, don't stop, keep going, let's go. And I was like, all right, don't stop, let's go. And then we also need, you know, some Jasons at practice, right? Because the the real fact of the matter is he was just talking to me. Uh, He didn't say it loud enough for like the entire class to hear. And very easily, he could have said, you know, we've already come this far. We can't stop now. And I could have said, nah, dog, <laughs> I'm done. I'm absolutely pooped. I'm spent. I can't keep going. And he may or may not, he probably would have finished. But I'm guessing everyone else would have stopped as well. Because that's like just the norm that we all stop at time cap. But when he kept going and then I followed his leadership, that's like a form of leadership as well, right? Like, you know, they call it social proof, right? Social proof, like, oh, this one person did it. I'm going to do it as well because no one wants to jump alone. And so I keep going and then the re- and that inspires the class to keep going as well just by leading by example, right? And so- Whoever needed that today, just remember to be a great leader, either lead by example or when someone is attempting to lead you, then be like, all right, let's go. Because that inspires others to follow in your footsteps as well. So yeah, that's my um my little leader, my little take on leadership today that I have wanted to tell on the podcast. Well, thank you for that, Jason. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. I've got another hot take coming up for you. Guys, I really think, and then we're going to, we have a question of the week coming up at some time today, but I had to get this hot take off my chest. Now, before we get back to the show, I need you to listen up. 
We've heard from many of you who are eager to dive into the preparing for fillouts training but can't make the live call. Well, we've got great news for you. We've taken your feedback to heart and transformed it into an accessible on-demand online course. You can now access the preparing for full-out system at your own pace whenever it suits you. No need to worry about scheduling conflicts or missing out. This comprehensive course will walk you through every step week by week, just like the live training. So whether you're a coach or an owner, this is your opportunity to equip yourself, equip your staff, and equip your teams for success as the competition season approaches. Don't wait any longer. Enroll today to start your journey towards full-out perfection. Link in the show notes. <laughs> and I believe it. I, I truly believe it. We should get rid of dance on the score sheet. We really should. Why? I, I don't want to go off on it right now. Honestly, if you're asking me my honest opinion, it's the most ridiculous thing that we do in cheerleading is have dance that determines who winners are of cheerleading. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. Like we do it because, you know, we have to, but I think it's so subjective. I think, and I might do it this year. I might do it just to prove a point. I think it is the score that is impacted the most, maybe besides performance and like routine or performance, I guess, impacted the most by just from the judges, not from the athletes but from the judges on whether or not the team had a good routine or not, right? If the team hit their routine, then somehow the dance score is higher. If they didn't hit their routine, then the dance score is lower. And I'm not talking about kids who just aren't giving 100% because, you know, they didn't hit their routine, so they just don't dance as hard. I just see so much fluctuation in that score. And there's no real like, you know, you go week to week and you just don't know what you're going to get on the score sheet when it comes to dance. It's just like, oh, they, they look great. And some judges absolutely love your dance and they go, hey, you get a 5.0. And the next week you go and you're going to get a 4.6. And then the next week you go and you get a 4.9 and then you get a 4.7, right? And it just fluctuates so much with no rhyme or reason. And when I look at dances, like sometimes you're like, oh, that's a really bad dance. Sometimes they're like really, really bad. And sometimes you're like, oh, it's a pretty good dance. But in general, the dances all look the same. They're like, not enough formation changes. I'm like, oh, they move formations like 12 times. I'm not sure what you're looking for, guys. So, you know, I just think they should, honestly, I think they should get rid of it. They're not. I know that they are not. So, you know, come for me if you want. But I think they should. I think it's just such a ridiculous category on the score sheet that is determining winners at competitions. Well, how much does the dance portion hold on the score sheet? Like what's... A full point. So it's like a standard, like typically things are about a point each. Okay. Like it's half a point for execution and half a point for difficulty. And that's like roughly what it is for, for I think the high range for stunts is, well, it's code of points now. So I don't know. Ex dance, stunt execution is like half a point, I think. So it's, I mean, it's roughly weighted the same as everything else. Well, I'm going to disagree with you on this. I don't think they should get rid of dance. You can disagree with me. <laughs> I know that everyone's going to disagree with me. They should, though. It's just ridiculous. And I don't think they'll actually get rid of it. If you saw how much the scores fluctuated with no rhyme or reason, in general, 
I'm guessing, B, you look at the dances and you go, the dance pretty much looked the same as it did last, last week <laughs> and pretty much looks the same as it looked the week before. And if you saw how sporadic the scores were, you go, why the heck are we even dancing if we're not going to have consistent scores on these things, right? I guess the frustrating part with dance, you just can't. And it happens more in dance than anything else with real no real rhyme or reason. And they have a whole list of things that you need to do footwork and partner work and formation changes. And I guarantee you all of our dancers have that, but someone's going to say doesn't have enough footwork or doesn't move enough in the formations. And, and, you know, um, so maybe if they changed it to, they did a dance, you know what I mean? Like a compromise. If the scores fluctuate so much with dance, then maybe it's a challenge to, if they do a dance, then they get the point, you know, like it's automatically like given if they do a dance. I mean, I know that sounds bad. In reality, it sounds bad of, okay, they just did a dance, so they get a point. But like, it's up to interpretation. So if I think my kid's toe touch is good, but you're like, "Eh, no, it's not. You know what I mean? Like everybody has a different view on it. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense, B. And no, I I feel you. No, I feel you. And they do that a lot with, um, they used to do that with the 45 second cheer. So in college cheer, Speaking, let me come back to college cheer as well. In college cheer, they have NCA collegiate nationals. They used to do the 45 second cheer that started before the routine. So the team would go out, they would do a regular like game day cheer, like go cards, you know, red, black, right? They do an actual cheer and that got judged. And it was like a normal, you know, it was out of 10 and some people got 9.8s and some people got 9.4s and some people got, you know, whatever. And they just judged it. And then they changed it to, well, now you have to do a 45 second dance or a 45 second cheer. And basically, as long as you do the cheer, you're going to get the full 10 points unless you do something wrong in it. And I can't remember, you know, I was cheering at the time. Mm-hmm. I guess I was coaching. But it was like if you had to do something wrong not to get those points where they just basically gave you the 10 points unless you did something wrong. And who knows? Maybe, you know, and I don't, again, I don't think any of this is actually going to happen, but there is precedence for it. UCA co-ed teams don't have dance on the score sheet. So if you watch UCA college nationals, they don't have dance on the score sheet at all. They don't have dances in their routines. Okay. NCA college nationals, they only judge the girls, or at least I'm not sure if they've gone back to judging boys again, but they only judge the girls for a long time where only the girls were being judged. Even if you had boys in your dance they weren't being judged on anything. So, you know, they got rid of boys dancing. Now, I could, if that has changed, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they changed that back to everyone is being danced or being judged. But, you know, for a while, only girls got judged and dance. So, you know, it's not totally unprecedented, but I think you should get rid of it. I'm going to track our scores this year. That's what I'm going to do. It's okay. going to be a segment. What did American Cheer, what did Junior Blue get in dance this week? Yep. <laughs> you're all random scores. And you're like, oh man. And you're like, and you're going to go, no, Jason, the dance pretty much looked the same to me as it did last week. <laughs> I'm going, yeah, I know it did look the same. Uh, we didn't change much about it. Uh, we didn't change anything, in fact. Yeah. So. I don't know. I just, <laughs> I don't think dance, I mean, most of the dances are usually at the end of the routine, correct? Yeah. And I think that is a, even though it's at the end of the routine, like it, 
I feel like everybody gets hyped up at the end. Like I know at our gym, you know, we always, we all clap. And I think that's a good like hype up at the end of the routine because you know, the athletes are tired. And if you've ever heard me after a competition, my voice is usually gone. So yeah, I don't know. I guess they just have to figure something out on the score sheet with dance. And I think it'll be a good thing for you to track our dance scores this year. Yeah. I think the dance is just a crowd hype score. Yeah. Like how hyped was your crowd during the dance? And that's all how high your score is going to be. I honestly, that's what I think it is. How hyped was your crowd during the dance? How hard did they hit the routine? And that's the score we're going to give you for your dance. I, I really don't feel like it's a reflection of your dance. See, and that is just me. That really stinks for some of the younger teams, I would say that. I mean, there was a team last year that we had that I was like, holy cow, like this crowd needs to like wake up. Where are they at? You know, but the parents are just like glued to the phone. So I think that stinks if that's the case. That stinks for those teams that they're either have new athletes or they're really younger and they're recording. So their parents aren't really into it, you know? Yeah. So who knows? People are going to kill me. Like, Jason, you don't know what you're talking about. It's crazy. Anyway. <laughs> All right, we gotta have dance in their routines. I can hear, I can see the DMs coming in now. Oh, I'm, I'm with them. We, we need to have dance in their routines. So there you go. Come for your boy. All right, B. Let's get to a break. We'll come back. Question of the week. Let's go. Sounds good. Coaches, if we're coaching all year long, shouldn't we be learning all year long as well? Training shouldn't just happen in the summer. Coming up January 5th through the 7th of 2024, NextGen is hosting a two-day skills, business, and leadership conference in beautiful, sunny San Diego, California. Featuring keynote speaker Jeff Benson, friend of the show, Callie Ray Seitzer, my old teammate, and Sean Guzman, another friend of the show, and get that mid-year tune-up we all need to finish the season strong. Learn more and get registered at ngconferences.com. Link in the show notes. And we are back. Oh, guys, I almost forgot. Good thing I have this great memory. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't have a great memory, but I happen to remember something today. So it's a sounds like that question of the week B. We actually got our first clip of music in. Ooh. Well, I lied. We have to pay the invoice. <laughs> Gosh. We have to pay the invoice to get the clip? Oh, yeah. No, not to get the clip. We, American Cheer, has to pay the invoice to get the music. Oh, who's signing the checks? Yeah, who's, it's you. You're in charge. That's, that goes under team fees. That's a, that's a team fee thing. Well, submit the invoice and I'll sign the check. Yeah, right. But yeah, I got the email this morning. Like, your music is done. Not all of it. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's just prep music. Yeah. So don't think, you know, Junior Blues is in there just sitting. I'm pretty sure prep music, prep got their music. It's like, your music is done. Just wait for you to pay this bill, homies. <laughs> pay your bills, people, and you get, you get music. But if you want hot fire music like we're going to get probably after this podcast, then go to Sounds Like That. Doc let them know the Let's Talk Cheer podcast sent you 10% off your order. That's a lot of money. I can save you hundreds of dollars. Yeah. If you use that little Let's Talk Cheer promo discount. Anyway, B, hit us up with the sounds like that question of the week. Okay, here we go. Are extra practices making your team stronger or are they burning out parents and athletes? Gym owners do extra practices 
help your business or are they stopping you from making extra revenue on the weekends? Coaches, do you do extra practices because you need them or are you doing them because they are an industry norm? Gym owners, do you charge your customers for extra practices or do you just pay your coaches and take the loss? Great question. Boom. Great question. All right, B, so let's attack these things one at a time and take it from, you know, just all extra practices. We've talked a little bit about extra practices Mm -hmm. before on the pod, but you know, why not bring it up again and talk about extra practices? So first question, are extra practices making your team stronger or are they just burning out parents and athletes? Well, I will say this, 100% extra practices make your team stronger. There's no doubt in my mind that extra practices make your team stronger. That is just, you know, it's the one thing I'll, I'll say about that. You know, we're the only sport literally like in the world that only practices two days a week, especially at how competitive we are in all-star cheerleading. They practice two days a week and we can name any other sport of especially athletes that are competing at this high of a level, they all practice four or five days a week, at least three days a week, right? We're in the same gym as, you know, we have gymnastics right next to us, right? And we would say that we're, our cheerleading program is, takes their sport, you know, our all-star cheerleaders take their sport just as seriously as our competitive gymnast. Would you agree with that, B? Yes. Right? You're like, hey, we're all in on this, right? But those girls are in six days a week. You know, they're in six days a week and they're in a lot longer hours than our girls are in. You know, when I played high school football, it was Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, game on Friday. Then we had to walk a lap. We we came to the stadium on Saturday mornings to walk a lap. Our coach really believed in that. Gotta get the lactic acid out, boys. Oh, my God. <laughs> They always say, gotta get the lactic acid out. So we walked a lap on Saturday mornings, right? When I cheered in college, we were five days a week. When I coached college cheer, we were four days a week. You know, the basketball team, the baseball team, they're four days, five days a week, right? We're So we're the only sport, especially that competes at the level that we compete at, that only practice two days a week. So I think that's like kind of the first thing to kind of wrap your head around is that two days a week really isn't mm-hmm. that much. It's not that much for a competitive sport. When you're flying all over, if, if it's just a wreck, you know, you're staying in town. But if you're, fl- we're going to go to the national championship in Dallas or the national championship in Florida and compete against the best of the best, then yeah, you should probably practice more than two days a week. But we, you know, we, we just don't for various reasons. Do I think it's burning parents and athletes out? I don't think it is w- what is burning parents and athletes out. I think the, I think it's definitely prop. I, I would say it's probably a contributing factor. I wouldn't call it the contributing factor. I think the length of the season, I think the length of the season has more to do with burnout than practices, the amount of practices you have during the week. You know, I think a 12-month season is a little bit Mm -hmm. much. (laughs) Um, You know, I think we have 12-month seasons. I think that is way more of a contributing factor than having to practice three or four days a week. But yeah, but teams are 100% better when they have extra practice. That's not a, you know, you get better by practicing. Well, and I will say this from a parent's perspective. Prime example, my children's team, Junior Blue, they have had missing athletes for weeks and everybody gets the emails. And I will say as a parent, it is so frustrating when you have your kids there all the time to not have other people's kids there. I mean, I've sent the girls and Ashley has literally like they've been sick and crying and Ashley's like, Brittany, take them home. So I think 
extra practices are good. Just in this scenario, I think extra practices are good for that team because we do have an extra practice fee and nobody wants to pay that extra practice fee. I don't know what to tell you, but nobody wants to pay that. So I like the extra practices because I feel right now it's the only thing that is getting all of the athletes to practice so they can have a full team practice. Mm-hmm. And that's just for me. I, I feel you, B. Because when my girls tell me like, oh, so-and-so was gone or so-and-so was not here or this person was sitting out or whatever the case may be, I think right now like extra practices are good for my kids' team because they need that whole team environment. They need everybody there. And, mm-hmm. you know, it stinks when it's like, okay, this stunt can't go up, you know, and I know you guys throw a coach in there or grab another athlete, but that's not who's going to be competing with you on the floor like they have to build a camaraderie Mm -hmm. they have to build a bond and those take time they're not something that you just jump into and as far as like burning parents out don't get me wrong I'm like oh yeah I can't go out of town this weekend girls got an extra practice or no we won't make it to that birthday party the twins have extra practice that does stink, but it doesn't affect me too much because I'm like, oh, this is what we signed up for. I know it. So I'm just like, whatever, drop mm-hmm. my kids off and come back and pick them up. Yeah, no, I feel you. That was so eloquent, B. You're killing it. Well, All right, you. what's the next part of that question? All right, next one. Gym owners, do extra practices help your business or are they stopping you from making extra revenue on the weekends? Well, I'll say this. Are extra, well, are extra practices, do they help your business or are they stopping you from making extra revenue on the weekend? Well, Well, I know this is not what this particular coach is asking, but I will say this on the macro, on the big scale, looking good on stage, 100% helps your business that there's no doubt in my mind about that either looking good on stage 100% helps your business now this is kind of the macro part of it think of every mega gym you know b name a mega gym you know top gun like with lots of franchises top, top gun. gun is a great one. Na- name another one cali california all-stars this is a great one right you said top gun you said cali cheer athletics cheer extreme world cup right all these gyms right the biggest gyms in the country are all known for winning they all have great routines out there on the stage, right? At least like their big franchise locations. And that's what allows them to go in or their big like uh, flagship locations. And they're able to franchise out because people, their name is synonymous with winning. Mm -hmm. And there aren't a ton of gyms that aren't, that don't win and look good on stage, but still have multiple locations throughout the country. And so winning and looking good on stage 100% helps your business grow because people like to win, you know, flat out, that's, you know, that's something you can't, you can't avoid. Now everyone says, oh, it's not all about winning. Then why do all the gyms that win have a lot of kids? I think that statement is so misconstrued because let me tell you this, if you guys always hear me talk about Sounds Like That, the official music producer of the Let's Talk Cheer podcast. Well, Sounds Like That is actually part of a bigger music team, Power Music. Power Music, your number one source for licensed cheer and dance music with over 750 pre-made mixes. These pre-made mixes are perfect for a variety of teams, including half-year teams, prep teams, novice, school, dance, and more, with prices starting as low as 50 Say it louder for the people in the back as low as $15 and 
full two minute and 30 second tracks are available for just $95. You can easily find the perfect mix for your team, no matter the budget, but that's not all. You can also customize your mix with voiceovers, sound effects, song swaps, and more. With instant downloads available, you can have your perfect mix ready today if you wanted. Head on over to PowerTierMusic.com and use the promo code LTC10 for a 10% discount on your purchase. Link in the show notes. My kids were not winning. If we went two seasons, maybe I would stick it out for a season. If we went two seasons without winning, I'd be like, eh, I think we're going to look for another gym. She just kept it real, y'all. Y'all, y'all heard, heard I'm that? I'm not lying. Like, you get what you pay for. And that's that's something that we have plenty of friends. And they're always asking us about cheer and the costs and things like that. And the first thing my husband always says is, you get what you pay for. Yeah. And so, yeah. And so I'll say it isn't all about winning. But I'm not naive to the fact that kids and parents want to win. I'm not blind to the fact. Now, we try not to make our program all about winning, but you have to look good on stage in order to be like, and looking good on stage 100% helps your business. But I think more what they're asking is by having extra practices, are you, you know, are you not able to have a birthday party, you know, throw birthday parties on the weekends or have like these extra revenue or extra revenue generating, you know, things that happen on the, in the gym? I see the point that you're trying to make. I really don't think it doesn't hurt us. We throw on the weekends. Our typical practice schedule for cheer is Monday through Thursday. We get all the teams in Monday through Thursday. They'll practice twice a week, either Monday, Wednesday, or Tuesday, Thursday. If we do have extra practice, obviously those happen on the weekend. So either a Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. Um, And that is our typical week if we have an extra practice weekend. We do tumbling clinics once a month. And if we're going to have... If we know we're going to have extra practice on this weekend, then our tumbling clinic is going to be on, you know, a different weekend, right? You know, our gym, we have birthday parties and other tiny tots classes that happen every weekend. And having extra practice has never stopped us from doing any of those other revenue generating, you know, classes or activities. Now, I get it. If you're a, if you have a significantly smaller gym, like physical location, or you have a significantly smaller staff and you're just like, well, they can't, you know, do the birthday party and coach junior two at the same time, then yeah, I get that. But you know, our teams, I'm not sure if they're programs really, I mean, maybe there are where you're like, no, we absolutely cannot run both of these things in the same weekend or in the same month. I'm not sure how often this coach is like really having extra practice. We really don't have a ton of extra practices. We do two weekends of extra practice. So we already had an, uh, one set of extra practices a couple weekends ago. We're going to do another set of extra practices this coming up weekend or not this coming up weekend. Um, I think next weekend or the weekend after that, something like that. So one set in September, one set in October. And then after that, I don't know. Do we really have a bunch of other extra practices, B, do you know, that you know of? I'm looking at the calendar right now. <laughs> so we'll do the week leading into January, like when we yep. get back from Christmas break. It looks like we don't until... The summit? Yeah. Which, you know what? I didn't even think about that because honestly, like I've been like, oh, they got extra practice. Oh, they got extra practice. But now that you say, okay, we do one a month, now I, that now it... I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. We do. It's So one a month really isn't that bad. We, we do one a month. What do you mean we do one a month? One extra practice. Like the team has one, not every month though. No. Well, okay. So for me and my kids, they have had one in September and one in October. And then once we start in November. 
We have extra practice in November? No, we don't. Once we start like full competition season, which... Oh, then then we don't. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we do one in September, mm-hmm. one in October. Yep. We'll do the extra practices in January because we compete the second weekend in January. So we have extra practices. We basically start practice early and throw some practices in there. Then we go like basically the whole year without having extra practices until we get to April. And yeah, so... You know, I'm not sure how many extra practices the other gyms are having, but anyway, what's the next part of this question? Okay, coaches, do you do extra practices because you need them or are you doing them because they're an industry norm? Well, I'll say this again, 100% extra practices make you better. That is, it's just not a a doubt in my mind. They, They practice, there's a saying I always say to the kids. I practice, if I miss practice for one day, I notice. If I miss practices for two days, my wife notices. If I miss practice for three days, the world notices. So there is, you do have to keep up the muscle memory. That is 100% true. Kids need to practice in order to keep up the muscle memory and to keep to keep the rust off, right? And to keep building. Now, I don't know. I mean, we don't do them because they're an industry norm. We do them because we need, I mean, we just do them because we need them. Uh, believe me, on the weekends, I would much rather be sitting at home watching football. Believe that. I would much rather be at home watching football and hanging out and relaxing. I don't want to live in the gym seven days a week, but I also want to make sure our teams look good. So when we need to have extra practices, we need to have extra practices, right? Mm-hmm. But I remember this, this is like what really, when I said, I know we have those extra practices in April because I really kind of got the idea from from Smoed. You know, Smoed went on that tear in the early 2010s and they were just killing it. So I think Smoed won Worlds in 2018. I'm pretty sure Smoed won Worlds. And that year, I didn't think they were really like watching their routines, I didn't think they're really tracking to win worlds that year. As I'm watching them, I'm just like, oh, you know, they're a good team. I just, I just don't think they're the best team in the country right now or the best team in the world. And they got to worlds and they looked phenomenal. They looked great. And they won world. They looked absolutely great. And we had we had an athlete on the team that I used to coach. Oh, there was an athlete on Samoa who I used to coach. And I can't remember if I talked to him directly or if I talked to like one of his friends who told me this. But either way, they're like, oh, yeah, Samoa didn't like take a day off in April. Like their whole day practice, you know, 21 straight days and leading up to worlds, didn't miss a day, had practice every single day. And I was like, well, you could tell they looked absolutely great. And they went from a team that I didn't think was going to be winning worlds that year to a team that won worlds that year and looked phenomenal at, at worlds while they did it like a great routine. And so like we changed our April where we don't practice every day in April, but that last week heading into the summit or the last two weeks, whatever it is, you were looking at the calendar. Can't remember off the top of my head, but those last couple of weeks heading into the summer, we practice, or it's the summit. We practice every day. There's practice hundred percent makes, there's no doubt in my mind that practice makes you better. So, you know, and you mentioned it earlier, you know, absences absolutely kill you in cheerleading. They really do because it's not just that one athlete who's missing practice. It is that whole stunt group, right? Those three kids, those three other kids essentially aren't practicing either. Right. And, you know, we do things and have them go tumble or have them condition and, and all, you know, we try to make up for it as much as we can or throw a coach in there, but we really need full stunt groups so they can run full routines and full pyramids and baskets and all those things. You know, you know, again, absences just kill you. So, all right, 
Last part of the question, B. Okay. Gym owners, do you charge your customers for extra practices or do you just pay your coaches and take the loss? This is a good part. Another, that's actually a really, that actually is a really good question. So you kind of said it earlier. We don't charge for extra practices per se. I, we don't have, hey, Junior Blue, we're going to have another extra practice or we have extra practice weekend. Hey, B, you owe us another 50 bucks. Um, because we got to pay the coaches or whatever. We do charge for athletes that miss practice though. So that's kind of where that revenue comes from is all the practices we have, you know, all the missed practice fees that add up, those go towards paying the coaches when they have to come in and, um, you know, do extra practice. So, but we don't have a, like a specific, hey, everyone, 10 extra dollars this week because we're having extra practice. But yeah, I'm guessing a lot of gyms probably don't have a missed practice fee. And a lot of gyms probably just eat the cost and eat the cost of not having or of having extra practice. So anyway, B, well, I know you talked one time, but what you, what you said was excellent. So do you have any more gems for us? No. <laughs> no more gems? You were great. I just like, you know, I didn't really think about it until you said it with the extra practice you know people that missed throughout the year I never thought about that until you said it I will say I am glad I like I am glad but I'm not glad I'm glad that you guys do charge for for practice miss practices because I know that like pushes me even more to be like no you have to go to practice because we're not getting that fee charge. <laughs> 100%. And we charge I mean, that fee. Parents think, you know, we've been charging that fee forever. And when parents get the fee charged, they act like they've never heard that we charge for practices. So like, what? What? We got charged? But yeah, we char- yeah, we charge people for missing practices, people. So, I've got the fee charged, so I know that you guys you charge it. <laughs> hey, if I, if I charge my co-host, I'll charge anybody. I'll charge my yeah. mama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. For sure. All right, here we go. Let's uh, let's get to a break. We come back. We got the quote of the week. Let's go. Gym owners, do you find yourself working 100-hour weeks? And then did you know that being underpaid and undervalued is the number one cause for owner burnout? The business coaches at NextGen, some of my good friends, can help you get out of that rut. They, in fact, are gym owners themselves, so they've been in your shoes. The NextGen coaches work alongside gym owners to help them grow their programs and build their profits. So if you want to learn more about how Next NextGen can help you. Book a call at nextgenowners.com. And we are back. So we're going to wrap this thing up with the quote of the week. So I heard this quote. As you know, we do the one-on-one meetings with the parents. Hey, parents, sign up for a one-on-one. Get to know your boy. Let's sit down. Let's talk. Let's chat. And one of the one-on-one meetings, parents said this, and I just thought it was so good. And I just want to share it with everyone here. And she said, your gift will make room for you. And I just thought that was such a good quote. It's something I've always like believed in, but I'm glad she put it like that in such a, a way that can just say it easily say it all the time but your gift will make room for you like meaning like you know we've all been blessed with a particular gift like things we are particularly good at you know better than the average person whatever that thing may be you know for me I never seem to be uh, at a loss for words right and don't be laughing at me B come on why you gotta do <laughs> this me like is that? so true <laughs> oh it's so but, true like, we all have you know something that we are particularly good at and it just 
basically means that, you know, that thing will make room for you. It will create like a living for you, you know? And I didn't know where I was going to go. I knew what the quote was, but I didn't know exactly where I was going to go with this. But this is very true. When I was younger, right, this wasn't seemed or viewed as a gift, right? I'd be in class. I'm talking, chatting it up with my homies, you know, da 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 da. I'm always getting in trouble for talking. Jason, you know, stop talking back there. And then I'm, you know, you know, my next class. Jason, you know, the next day, the next week, every year, I'm always getting in trouble for for talking in class and, you know, for whatever, right? And that seemed like, at the time, seemed like a curse, a punishment that, why, why do I talk so much? You know, I can't help it. I can't help but to express myself verbally. But eventually, it became like, you know, who I am. It is awesome as a coach that I able to have the gift of gab, right? It's great as a podcaster to be able to talk. It has worked fabulously to be able to speak at clinics or do coaches conferences, right? All those things have been great, right? My gift made room for me. And I think the same thing, I always used to say this, because cheerleading is such a such a weird sport. And it's like the one thing I was like really, you know, passionate about. Like, man, I want to coach cheerleading. I want to coach cheerleading. But it was like, dude, am I ever going to make money from cheerleading? Like, especially years ago when I first started, it, I was just like, dude, am I ever going to make like real money from cheerleading? I'm sure there's a lot of coaches saying that right now. Yeah, I feel exactly how you feel, Jay. Am I ever going to make real money from cheerleading? But I always thought this, man, if God gave me a fish pole and said, Hey, Jason, here's your fishing pole. He'd make sure to provide some fish for me to survive, right? Like here's your, like, not, I'm not going to give you a gift that you can't survive off of, you know? And so I've always believed that like, if God gave me a fishing pole, then he's going to provide fish for me as well. So here we are. So whoever need to hear this, you know, your gift will make room for you. I don't know. Keep doing what you're doing, B. Keep doing nails. Nails by B. Nails. That is definitely not my gift. Na- nails. Nails XB. Follow her on, on IG. Is it Nails XB? <laughs> is that what it is? Nails. N-A-I-L-S-S-X-B. Yeah, yeah. Double S? Yeah, two S's. Oh, fancy. Why two S's? Because uh, I think one was taken. One S was <laughs> <Always>. taken. <laughs> get you. You got to get on early. Yeah, I know. Late to the game. I know. Nails. Bobby. You know what? That is very true, though. Because, like, now that I think about it, like, I'm pretty crafty. Like, I'm full of ideas, I would say. Some of the ideas, well, actually, a lot of the ideas don't come to light. But I'm full of ideas. And having being full of ideas has led me into being pretty crafty and resourceful. Um, and always, like, coming up with, like, random things. And that has helped me in life. Gather Make make a bouquet with the flowers that are within reach. Ooh, double quote of the day, guys. Dang. Double quote of the day. It's a lucky day for all y'all out there. So anyway, B, we got to talk about anything else? Not that I know of. Actually, you know what? I'm going to bring this up. On, if you follow the Instagram, which if you don't, you should, you posted something like last week of should I go to two episodes a week? Explain to, and I responded. I was like, no. So, so did Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> So what's your thought process behind that? Just like, oh, something different or? You know what's so funny is that when this episode airs, there's already going to be a second episode. Like the second episode of the week will have already. This is episode 130 that we're recording right now. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the episode before that was episode 129. What I'm trying Mm -hmm. to say is that episode 129B will have been released by time this episode airs. So by the time people hear this conversation, a second episode of the week prior will have already released. 
taste. Um, no, but it's just, I kind of explained the episode is that I just want to do something where I kind of just recap the episode. So I want to be like me and you going a full hour again. Okay. I just want to kind of recap the previous episode and just any, any more thoughts or reflections I've had since record. Cause a lot of times like we'll record the episode and then I'm just like, I'll just like think about like what we talked about and just have like more internal dialogue or monologue dialogue is a dialogue even if it's with yourself internally um i have that too though because sometimes i'll do the same thing i'll be like oh you know what i should have thrown this in there or or why did i say that Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) and so it's just like me seeing it from the microphone this last one was 15 minutes so i'm thinking there'll be something like 10 to 15 minutes where I just kind of talk and I don't know, get any ex- okay. excess out. Gotcha. And see, you know, we'll see if, if we, and I gave a little behind the scenes. So for anyone who hasn't okay. listened to episode 129B, you know, I gave some behind the scenes on like how we got Gabby on the show, kind of what I thought of the episode we had with her, what I thought of her as a guest and just like some general, you know, it was good. I, I, I really liked how it turned out. So, you know, okay. I guess the plan is hopefully we'll continue that. So, you know, we'll see. But the two, the two Long. big, Nose were the two big nose, you and Ashley. No, hard no, (laughs) no way. Glad we're on the same page for sure. Not that I don't like recording because I do, I love it. And honestly, I feel like when it becomes competition season, I'm so much more excited to record. Mm -hmm. Not that I'm not excited, but I'm more excited to record during comp season because, you know, we usually always recap, talk about the competition, things that happen, you know. I see things with parents or, you know, all these different things, things with different teams. I love that. But I think just for me, it was a no because of our schedule. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, okay, I'm, I'm not working as much, but I'm, I am working more. So I'm like, I need to have time for the podcast. And I yeah, just, you know what, you know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, I would you. love to do it like if I just sat at home all day long, but I don't. I heard that. So. I heard that be word. Well, there you go. Who knows? Maybe you'll do a solo episode. People. We can get beyond yeah, the solo episode. Maybe. One one day I was thinking about that. So you could see what it was like, how I was struggling before you got here. I'm like, oh, this is what Jason mm-hmm. went through. Like, yep, that's all I was going through, B. I and would definitely have to like plan it out, you know, have it in my notes of what to talk about. Yep. Get the old teleprompter out. <laughs> right, yeah. Like I feel like I'm a news girl now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I can't remember the quote. You know Ron will read anything on the teleprompter. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. All right, guys. It's been real. It's been fun. It's been fun. Five, six, seven, eight. We're we're out. out. Hey, let's talk cheer podcast listeners. Although this episode has come to an end, there are a few other cheer podcasts out there that you can add to your weekly routine. If you're a gym owner or gym director and want to dive more into the business side of things, then check out the Connecting People and Profits podcast with host Dan Cotton. If you're a former cheerleader and want to hear the success stories from other former cheer athletes after their cheering days are done, then you'd love the Life After Cheer podcast with host Danielle Donovan. And if you want to hear the stories of the best athletes in the industry doing it at the highest level and their perspective on how to change the narrative of the sport, then the Spill the Cheer podcast with Tony G is for you. Check one of them out. Check them all out. And I'll see you guys next week. Thanks for watching the Let's Talk Cheer podcast. Definitely subscribe so you never miss out on anything from the show.